Welcome, everyone, to the latest episode of the Here's Johnny podcast. We are continuing along with our Halloween uh, month extravaganza, continuing tonight with Hocus Pocus 2. We have a couple of notes before we get going with the show. Justin, do you want to do a Faz update, or should we do the message from Eddie about Hocus Pocus? I'll, I'll, I'll do the Faz update and just kind of like okay. get it out right, right at the start. Um, so we were going to do Faz, um, but then actually the night we were recording with Rachel Mars uh, for the Hellraiser episode. Yeah, oh God, just uh, those <laughs> fucking movies. Anyways, um, some stuff started to come out. Um, I guess like the one of the mods over at the Discord was like soliciting somebody else's nudes and then their Ugh. art director came forward and was like oh basically shrugging it off and like oh boys will be boys basically oh it's fair game um so i was very on the fence about covering it at that point um but then the developers came out with a very like half-assed like oh we got rid of the mod but the art director said some bad stuff Eh, sorry, it happens. And then they followed it up with basically another non-apology apology. Um, and normally, like, normally I am able to separate art from artist, but um, it sucks because I genuinely think that it is a very good game. I think it's a lot of fun, and I don't want to, especially right now, push people towards it. I think they need to, stuff, yeah. yeah, I, I think that they need to do, you know, honestly, just high, even like hiring a PR team, like so, something or like they need to deal with their issues. Cause apparently after doing some more digging, this wasn't the first time something like this has happened and they just kind of keep shrugging it off. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. So I just, I don't know. I felt uncomfortable about it. So I suggested that we do not do it. Yeah. And as you know, I support what you decide. I, I even told you, like, if it's, I don't have strong enough feelings to really like go one way or the other. Like, I yeah. enjoy playing it with you, Rachel and Randy. I think it'd be a fun review. I think I would definitely be the odd man out in some regards to it. Yeah, some but not others. But I, I do think you get to a good point. So yeah, so instead of doing Faz, Justin and I were kind of talking about what we could do. We want to kind of stay on the same theme. Yes. So we are replacing Faz next week with Frankenweenie, the 2012 Tim Burton movie. Um, we're actually going to pre-record that so that we can prepare for our uh, Halloween trip where we'll actually meet each other for the first time. Uh, that's Rachel, fucking wild. So. <laughs> uh, we, so. we do need to plan our um, Halloween record date. We talked about that last week. I Sunday. Don't. The 15th. Right. And I can edit that. Too. 16th? 16th. Whatever. Yeah, 16th. Yeah, 16th. That, that Sunday, though? Okay, cool. Okay, I can... Yeah. yeah, whatever. I can do that. That's easy. <laughs> All right. Behind the scenes, guys. There we go. <laughs> yeah. But one last thing before we get into what's new with us. Eddie actually sent us a message, and he found some stuff for Hocus Pocus. Let's start with some quotes from reviewers at the time. It's one of those projects where you imagine everyone laughing and applauding each other after every scene because they're so convinced they're wild and crazy guys. But watching the movie is like attending a party 
you weren't invited to and where you don't know anybody and they're all in on the joke but won't explain it to you. That is from Roger Ebert. Do you want to know something, Justin? Sure. I think Roger Ebert's a douchebag, and I've felt that way for a very long time. I think he does not like movies. I think he's just a bitter old man, and I felt that. And people always talk about like Ebert's like reviews and stuff. I think he's just a douche. I never really. I was never really attached to him in any way. So yeah, he's just a dude who writes and talks, I guess. Well, the next quote: When I was nine years old, I saw Don Knotts' horror comedy called *The Ghost* and *Mr. Chicken* that gave me the heebie-jeebies for months afterwards. I watched it again recently, and of course, it was just a piece of corny slapstick trash. That's roughly how Disney's new Hocus Pocus works. It's acceptable, scary, silly kid fodder that adults will find only mildly insulting. Unless they're Bette Midler fans, in which case, it's depressing as hell. That's Ty Burr from Entertainment Weekly. You know, it's funny, I I had actually heard, I did some Googling, like, after we reviewed uh, Mm -hmm. Hocus Pocus, and yeah, apparently, like, this movie was like, did not do well. People just don't know how to have fun. That's that's my honest opinion. And we have one more. Apparently too much Eye of Newt got into the formula for Hocus Pocus, transforming a potentially wicked Bette Midler vehicle into an unholy mess. That's too bad, since Miss Midler's appearance in a role like the one she has here could have been pure witchcraft. Janet Maslin, The New York Times. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Here are some facts, odd facts, about the year 1993. In 1893, prominent feminist Mary Elizabeth Lees predicted that by 1993, all food would be synthetic, thus liberating women from the drudgery of the kitchen. Wait, are these, I thought these were like facts about the movie. (laughs) Nope, Eddie has some crazy stuff for us. Uh, on June 30th, 1993, Gohan saved the world after defeating Cell in Dragon Ball Z Episode 191. The battle is over. Thank you, Son Goku. <laughs> I love you, Eddie. I, Eddie, I love you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Here's some U.S. politics facts. January 20th, 1993, a Wednesday, the first inauguration of William Jefferson Clinton. Women were forbidden to wear pants on the floor of Congress until the year 1993. The first 93? Ah, Justin, the United States sucks. The first time a state was represented in the U.S. Senate by two women was 1993 when California's Diane Feinstein and Barbara Boxer. The state has only been represented by women in the Senate ever since. Celebrity accidental movie set death? Brandon Lee on the set of The Crow was this year. Some scandals. Eddie knows me too well. WWF boss Vince McMahon is charged with steroid distribution. Pepsi ran a contest in the Philippines in which it promised 1 million pesos, roughly 40,000 U.S. dollars, to the person who found the number 349 inside the bottle cap. Pepsi went on to mistakenly print 800,000 winning bottle caps. (laughs) Oh my god, what a bunch of idiots. (laughs) Ted Danson wore blackface and used the N-word at girlfriend Whoopi Goldberg's roast at the Friars Club. (laughs) <laughs> and world-changing event as my dog busts into the office Intel introduced the Pentium family of 32-bit microprocessors man here I am trying to find like fun 1993 Canadian facts and I cannot find any 1990, fun Canadian 
fact. Let's see. Well, as soon as you give up trying to find things that happened in Rocky and Bullwinkle, uh, <laughs> I would love to know what is new with you, because I know that you have been very busy. Uh, yeah, I, I gave up on my 1993 story. So... <laughs> um, Obviously, I watched Hocus Pocus 2 and Frank and Weenie. Okay. Um, I finished up Outbound Ghost. It's just, it's very, it has a lot of promise, but it it kind of falters on like every step, uh, which is unfortunate. It's kind of like a middling game, but it, I'll be excited to see like if that developer learns from their mistakes on their next cool. release. Um, I finished the Dark Tower series, uh, so I am looking for another book. Mistborn. I couldn't remember what it was called. Gonna... The first one's called The Final Empire. I actually had like 140 pages left. Um, Justin, it's, the final, it's amazing. The Final Empire, you say? The Final oh. Empire, yeah. Empire. It, it, it's amazing. There's there's three books in the in the series, and I have a lot mm-hmm. of the library. I got, I got a lot of horror stuff, so I'm trying to get this done so I can read the horror stuff so I can get to the next one. But... It reads like Brandon Sanderson's writing is just very, very, very good, but the plot is still heavy, and it's cool because the good guys don't constantly win. Like they, they fail. Well, I know. Um, I, I turns out I went back through my Audible library and I had uh-huh. read some Sanderson before his like superhero series that he wrote. Matt said that's really. Oh, sorry. The P says that's really good. It is fucking amazing. Yes, yeah, what he said. Okay, like, so you so you yeah, have experienced yes, it before that. Yes, absolutely, okay. it's amazing. Um. I feel weird saying this, but honestly, other than that, I when is this coming out? Do you know? This is going to be out on next Monday, so the tenth. I can't talk about anything else I've been doing. Snob. Okay, no worries. Uh, well, fine. what about what about you, Larry? All right, I finished Attack on Titan season one. Nice, and I told you I have some takeaways. So here are my two big takeaways of the show. Okay. The deaths and the violence in the show is shocking. Like, it, it doesn't feel gratuitous. It's just very shocking and abrasive. Yeah. However, they kill so many people and introduce so many people and kill so many people that, like, I'm numb to it by the end. Like, I can't even follow these characters because they're either dying or they look the same or they sound the same. So, like, they're the big ones, right, who I follow. But for the most part, a lot of these, like, the the scouts or whatever, like, oh, I yeah, can't they tell just... them apart. Yeah. I they would, try to make me feel bad, and it's like, I don't. I never got attached to him. I can't feel bad when I haven't got attached to him. So season two is uh-huh. weird, okay. and I'm I've never finished. I've I never did. I start season three. I think I started season three, but I kind of fell off. So but you season, know me. Yes, I am going to go back to it. Yes. Uh, but I'm going to finish something else first. And the second big thing is the big reveal of who the female Titan was didn't shock me at first because we had so many characters introduced throughout this thing i forgot her from when from when they went to training camp because that was like the first like two or three episodes yep and we like never saw her again yep it is and it's it's weird because there are are some very high highs and i wouldn't call them lows it's just like i feel like this narrative can be delivered better i agree um i i I do think that Season two isn't really like a misstep, but it's like it doesn't learn from its mistakes. Okay. Um, I, from what I watched of the third season, it is starting to learn from those mistakes, but okay, we'll we'll see. Um, oh, I forgot to say, I've also started watching Demon Slayer. 
which yeah, is my friend. My friend Waylon said it's amazing. So good, so yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, but I have actually started watching another anime, and it's because I haven't been able to get something out of my head. Going back to our Nope review when we were doing that, some of the background I had is that the the spoiler alien in that Jordan Peele based off of Neon Genesis Evangelion. And so I got the Blu-ray collection from the library, and I'm watching that. It feels very, like, late 80s, early 90s, late-night cartoon kind of vibe to it. Yeah, yeah, But it's good. It's it's funny. It's it's heavy. It's got great music. I, I, I really like it. I am, like, seven or eight episodes in, but I'll have it finished probably this week. So I can give a full review of that, but I am really enjoying it. Interesting. Okay. Uh, House of the Dragon. The newest episode, I don't want to give any spoilers because it's so new, uh, way too dark. And I did some research, and the director of this episode was the same director who did Battle of Winterfell, which was also too fucking dark. So he obviously didn't learn his goddamn lesson. I don't think I watched this episode. Yeah, it's dark. You you would know because half the time you can't see what the fuck's happening. Okay. Like, you literally have to adjust the the thing on your TV to be able to see what's happening. And it's the same person who did Battle of Winterfell from Game of Thrones. Which was also okay. too fucking dark. Um, and the other problem I had with this one, too, is that the pace in this one, it starts off, like, slow. And then it just goes crazy. So, I don't know. I'm still enjoying it. I guess my expectations were super low, but it, it's okay. Lord of the Rings. The newest episode. Mm-hmm. Hands down, best yet. They stuck with one of the narrative arcs. A lot of progression happened. A lot of things started to change. Um... So it's still bummer that it took five episodes to kind of get to this point, but hands down best episode of the show so far. Oh, that's good. And it continued to look really cool. I don't want to spoil anything, but there's a there's stuff that happens in it that is just breathtaking to watch. I I still feel like I just I missed the boat on that, and now it's like eh, it's too far. Totally Chucky's fine. coming out this week, and Halloween's oh, coming is out that this week. Yeah, that's wow. this week. I mean, we have. Um, I'll probably wait to binge it because that's just how I do it. But Midnight Club, yeah, Midnight Society this week, yeah, and Midnight Society is. Uh, are you afraid of the dark? That's that's right, that's right. <laughs> um, but then we also have like new Hellraiser and stuff, so I I feel like yeah, uh, the ship a lot has, of crap. The ship yeah. has passed for me for uh, Lord of the Rings movies. Hocus Pocus two and Frankenweenie. Um, I watched My Neighbor Totoro. And what do you think? It was cute. Mm-hmm. And I think the thing for me, and again, this is my third Ghibli movie, I think the thing for me, though, oh, Grave of the Fireflies notwithstanding, I think the big difference between this and Disney is that, like, I feel like in these movies, they're treating the children like little adults instead of, like, little kids. Yeah, they're treating them like people. Because there's a lot of, like, like in the, I noticed in Totoro, like, a lot about Shintoism and environmentalism and, like, being in nature and how it heals... It's very very impressive. Uh, next, I picked up is Kiki's. Is the next one on the okay. list. So yeah, I know. I know. Um, um, what did I? So I, I've watched. Um, the, the, the next one after that is Only Yesterday. I think. I don't think I've which seen I'm that. really excited about because apparently that is an adult focused film. Fo- the target audience is like adult women, and it's the same director of Grave of the Fireflies, but it's like specifically directed, aimed, and targeted for like adult women. Interesting. I'll, I'll have to, like, it sucks because uh, <laughs> October is a very busy month for me, I it know, turns I out. Know. 
but like as, as soon as October is done, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back and watch some of those Ghibli films because I only really watched uh, Totoro, uh, the fish one. Um, if it's not Castle in the Sky, Rave of the Fireflies, or Totoro, I am it's, uh, still learning. Oh going my god, through. it's uh, Popo. Spirited away? No, it's like uh, <laughs> Pupoyo. I don't know. I don't remember, fucking remember. Anyways, I only watched like three or four of them, but uh, but I watched them all with my kids, and they fucking love okay. them. And the other thing I watched uh, was The Munsters from um, Rob Zombie. That's on Netflix. Uh, I didn't know what to expect going into that. A PG Rob Zombie movie. But what I can say is that if you are a fan of the original show, it is really impressive how well Zombie captured that vibe. Like, it feels like you're watching that, like, old network show. And I know that Zombie wanted to do it black and white, but obviously this is in color. The palette for this movie is amazing. It, it, it really is amazing. So if that's something that interests you, tech, check it out. Justin, I bought a video game. Did did we talk about this and I forgot we about did. it already? We did, yeah. I bought a video game and I've actually been playing it. Shit. Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. Right. You know what? You know what? It sucks because in January they're releasing all like the quote unquote next next gen patches for free. So like it'll look better and run better and in January. Oh, I I I'll probably be a while because I saw to one hundred percent complete, which I plan on doing, and there's a lot of stuff in it. Apparently, according to how long to be, it's like sixty some hours. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think how far I got into it. Man, but it was seventy five percent off everything. I got the deluxe edition, so I got all the season pass stuff and all the expansions and everything to it. Because it's not an online game; it's just like different story arcs that are added yeah, to it. Yeah, but apparently, yeah. it follows the entire Dragon Ball Z story. Yeah, I think I got to sell. And then okay. I just like stopped because other stuff. Well, was I can see in. why you stopped because you play so many games. This is like a game that can be like all encompassing, because there's oh, like yeah. so much side stuff and like a lot of like mini, not meaningless, but like menial tasks. Minis- yeah, menial tasks. Thank you, thank you, thank you. The thing I am interested in is like they have like a job board system that reminds me a lot of the dress sphere grid from Ten Two. Oh, where you like put different characters yeah. and it does different stuff. Yeah, that, that, that's the thing. Is like it. By no means is a bad game. It's actually it's a lot of fun. Yeah. It's just it's a very like. It's a time sucking game. Yes, and if you and know looking, those kinds yeah. of games, and you, if those are your kinds of games, you will fucking love it. And that is my kind of game. <laughs> uh, and then books. I finished Heir to the Empire. It's. I, I haven't talked about it nonstop. The story is still great. I'm really excited to go to Dark Forest Rising when it comes in from the library. But that 20th anniversary is probably the best audiobook I've ever had. Yeah. With the the sound effects and like the John Williams score throughout it, and it's not too much. It is, it is truly remarkable, and I could not recommend it more. Um, I finished the Earthsats Elevator, and I think I mentioned last week that Tim Curry is back narrating that. Yeah. Um, my current audiobook is Harry Potter and Goblet of Fire. We just got to the uh, Quidditch World Cup. And then, like I said, I'm reading Mistborn. I got like 100 and some pages left in that. I plan on finishing it by Friday because I picked up a bunch of horror books. Like, like not like like 150 to 250 page horror books. See, that's what I like. I want a horror book to listen to in If you October. want, I can send you a, like a stack of the books I got. 
Okay. Um, I can even, actually in between this, maybe I'll go grab it. I can tell you because a lot of them, they read it back to you to see if you're interested in them. Okay. I mean, I still have because I that should... way we can talk about it too if you mm. decide to read them. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay, and then other stuff. Um, obviously, last week we recorded on Wednesday because I was watching Thursday Night Football. Um, but for the first time since I was in college, I actually did not watch Saturday football at all or Sunday football. Um, the quarterback for Miami Dolphins got hit, and it was a pretty gruesome injury, um, like a brain kind of injury. Um, and then all like sports media, all they wanted to do is like show the picture of him laying there on the field and like have conversations that weren't in good faith or like didn't really show any care for Tua. Yeah. Like the person and it just really turned me off. And so it was actually really interesting because like me and Devin just did other stuff. Like we went to this Halloween party for her. Obviously you know I went to the cemetery for the kids tours and stuff. Like I just didn't watch football this weekend and in, how freeing was it <laughs> it was cool it gave me a lot of times but why i was able to play kakarot on sunday yeah um like I, you know, I, I might watch again but i don't know just i don't understand how especially after that and seeing how people commented on it i can i don't know how i'm going to get past seeing it as anything but modern day gladiator sports like people say baseball is boring fine but outside of getting hit by a pitch in the face whether off the bat or from a pitcher you're pretty safe yeah like 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 but like you're literally having dudes run into each other and slam them to the ground and like and then like, to me it's just like the 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 really bad faith arguments that came out of it it really made me feel sick man like i like we like we left the bar and came back home and i just like I don't know. It's and I've seen bad hits before too. Maybe because it was my team, or maybe because like I really like Tua because he seems like a, a good like human, you know. And I don't know. It sucked. And then last thing, I'm reading some manga. I think we talked about. It. I'm reading DBZ. Uh, I read the Kingdom Hearts manga, Kingdom Hearts Final Mix. There's two of them. How was that? Was that still very like adult oriented? No. No. Okay. It's yeah, no. Uh Twilight Prince says I think I'm on like seven or eight. I read Chainsaw Man too. Um our protagonist got the touch of boob. Yep. Yeah, that <laughs> I'm reading that because I want to talk to you about it. It's it's very interesting. Uh and then Berserk. Um Berserk is very good, but it is also a lot. It's like very dark subject matter. It's very heavy. Uh huh. Oh yeah. You should. Uh, you, you you've read it. I haven't read it. Uh, I I had a friend who was obsessed with the anime. Okay. Um. Again, I've been like my TikTok is like Halloween stuff, starting to get some Christmas stuff, and like book TikTok. Cause, like I think I've talked about like, mainly what I'm doing is reading books, and they said Berserk is like one of the. It's like up there with like Watchmen, right? As like that medium pushing it as far as it can go. Yeah. I think you would like it because there's a very heavy, like almost dark souls vibe to it. Oh, he has gone on record saying like, there's a lot of like berserk. And I think Chris mentioned yeah. that in discord too. Yeah. I think you're right. Um, but no, it's, it's great. I'll, I'll give a full review when I finish it, but that's all I've got. 
Uh, are you ready to talk about Hocus Pocus 2, buddy? Uh, yeah, I guess so. All right, perfect. Everybody sit back, relax, and let's head back to Salem. One, two, three, four. One way or another, I'm gonna find ya. I'm gonna get ya, get ya, get ya, get ya. One way or another, I'm gonna win ya. I'm gonna get ya, get ya, get ya, get ya. One way or another, I'm gonna see ya. I'm gonna meet ya, meet ya, meet ya, meet ya one day. Maybe real soon, I'm gonna meet ya. I'm gonna meet ya, I'll meet ya. I'll say into high, alpha, baby, up and die. In cover, Koryama, hey! hey. Hocus Pocus 2 is a 2022 fantasy comedy film. Notice Horror has been dropped from director Anne Fletcher and written by Jen D'Angelo. Fletcher is known for her work directing Step Up, 27 Dresses, and The Proposal. Have you seen The Proposal, Justin? No. It is one of my top two rom-coms of all time. It has Sandra Bullock and Ryan Reynolds. Maybe have I seen it? I don't know. I feel like I probably... Betty White's in it. I, I, dude, I don't. Okay. I barely remember what I did last week. Okay, fair. Uh, and then Jen D'Angelo previously wrote for TV shows Cougar Town, Workaholics, and Young Rock. We have Midler, Parker, Najimi, and Jones reprising their roles for the original franchise, and we have some newcomers: Sam Richardson, Whitney Peake, and Tony Hale. Richardson has had a lot of small roles in films such as Were the Millers, Neighbors Two, and Horrible Bosses Two. But he had a breakout role where he was nominated for an Emmy for Best Guest Actor on the TV show Ted Lasso. Sorry, what was the actor's name again? Sorry? Sam Richardson. He is the witchy shop owner. Oh, he was also in um, that movie we watched from Ubisoft. Uh, the werewolf one. Holy shit, Justin. I knew I saw him from something. You're right. Uh, Werewolves Within. I told, dude, I knew I saw him from something. Thank you. God, that was... like, I, Okay, cool. All right. Whitney Peake <laughs> is a newer actor, but I recognized her immediately because she is one of the stars of the Gossip Girl revival over on HBO Plus or Max or whatever. Whatever is. your HBO is and your, wherever yes. you're listening to this, yeah. Tony Hale is a face people will know. Even Buster Blue. his name. Uh, excuse me. He was <laughs> in an episode of Psych. He was in an episode of Chuck. He was an episode of Dawson's Creek. He was in Veep as Gary Walsh, for which he won two Emmys. And most importantly, Justin gave away the bag. It is Buster Bluth from Arrested Development. That is right. Of course, I wasn't going to forget Buster Bluth. I was. I, I needed to say that because gaps. It, I just wanted to make sure. It was filmed in Rhode Island, actually, instead of Salem, which I I could tell the town was different. And I kind of find it to be a, a bummer, honestly. Eh, I mean, honestly, I couldn't really. Okay. Uh, I don't. I didn't pay that much attention. <laughs> so here's some background. There's not a whole lot, but this is kind of like the road this movie went on, all right? Okay. In September 2017, Hocus Poker writer Mick Garris, we talked about him last week, admitted mm -hmm. that he was working on a script for Hocus Pocus 2 after years of rumors and speculation that would potentially be developed as a TV film for Disney Channel or ABC Family. It was later confirmed that it would instead be a remake to air on TV, with the Royals writer Scarlett Lacey attached to write and the original film producer Kirshner executive producing, and allegedly original director Kenny Ortega was not going to be involved at all. 
A month after this news broke, Bette Midler said she was not fond of the idea of a remake and she would not be taking part of it, regardless she, um, regardless if she was offered a role or not, expressing doubts on how they would be able to successfully recast her role as Winifred Sanderson. In October of 2021, it was announced that Deb John Debney, the composer of the original film, would be set to return to score the sequel. And finally, according to Disney, Hocus Pocus 2 was the most viewed film premiere to ever uh, happen on the service. Film I think if you, Yeah, and I think if okay. you were ever, if you were on social media at all last weekend, I saw a lot of people having Hocus Pocus watch parties. I, I didn't, but that's because I just... Our Twitters are very different, okay, Larry? <laughs> Instagram. I deleted Twitter last weekend because of all the football stuff. Right, 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 right. Uh, yeah, never I freaked you out. You're like, wait, no. I was like, no, just deleted the app. I just needed a break. I needed a break. Uh, okay, let's talk plot. Um, so our va very basic recap is we get a little bit of backstory to the winner, to the Sanderson sisters about how they were outcasts from Salem and this witch who reminded me a lot of Mother Gothel when they ran into her out in the woods. Um gave them the book and said there's one spell you can't use and even the book doesn't like it flashback to modern times where introduces some um new kids who are kind of having some friendship problems yeah falling out yeah it happens um they're they're into witchy stuff they get a black flame candle from sam richardson's um character they go out to the woods and this black flame candle has the magic that is needed in a virgin lit the candle on a full moon Halloween night and the Sanderson sisters come back. And once again, instead of just brewing the fucking life potion <laughs> and just getting one fucking kid to drink the goddamn life potion, <laughs> they go ham and want to do the magic Maximus spell to make them all powerful. They actually succeed but similar to Thanos having to give up something precious to get a stone for the Infinity Gauntlet, Winifred had to give up two of her sisters. This allows the friends to kind of realize that they need to be together, um, seeing Winifred's heartbreak, and they set Winifred free and send her to join her sisters. And if you watch past the credits, which did you watch past the credits? No. As soon as this thing was over, I was like, off. <laughs> okay, it's just, okay. Uh, <laughs> there's a tease that they might be coming back. Oh, my God. So it sounds like you and I have different thoughts on this. So why don't you go first? So, okay. Um, don't be afraid. Devin also, I don't think, liked it as much as I did. I feel like watching this movie for me was like watching the original movie when you're 33 years old for the first time. <laughs> That's what you texted me. <laughs> yes. Um, it just, I don't know, there, it wasn't, it felt almost like too family, like, or like not oriented. Because the first one is a family movie as well, but this one felt like yeah. too kid-ish. Like, sure. I felt the original was kind of punching at its own level and this one felt like it was punching down 
yeah. especially when they went into the beauty store and were like eating all the that was I would just agree with that. fucking stupid. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll give you that. Um, I kind I do like the idea of uh, Sam's character. Obviously, like they shoehorned him in being there, but like there it's wasn't. That, yeah. That's the kind of like retconning that doesn't hurt anything. Yeah, because it just says, "Oh, he was there and he watched it happen," kind of thing. Um, I I do enjoy that. That was kind of like kind of explained well. Um, like it wasn't just like a throwaway thing. It was like, yeah. there's a reason he's doing this. There's a reason he's involved. Um, I just I I really don't like the fact that they tried to humanize Winifred. You felt they tried to humanize her. Dude, she was like crying and like, oh, thank you so much. I'm. Yes. Okay. Uh, watch that final scene again. They are like, it is like an instant turn of like, oh, she lost her sisters. Okay, well, let's, um, let's humanize her then. So here's my thought on that. Because I hear what you're saying. And I actually, I think I've been on record on this show. Like, I didn't watch the Corella movie because I don't want Corella to be good. Like, I don't need, everybody doesn't need to be Tony Soprano. Um, to me, I think the reason why it didn't bother me as much is that opening sequence, right? Is that, like, Winifred, like, she is, like, Queen Bee, right? Like, she runs the town, it's her thing, pushes people out of her way, you aren't gonna make me do something I don't want to do, that kind of life. Selfish, right? And she's even mean to her sisters, which we obviously we see. Mm-hmm. But, like, they're the most important thing to her. Like, she was willing to give up everything at the beginning of the movie, right, to not be separated from them. And so, like, when she found out that to have that power, it was going to cost her them, I felt like the work had been done where it didn't bother me. I hear what you're saying, but for me, I felt like there was enough groundwork that it didn't bug me. I think my my biggest issue is... Between the first one and the second one, they mm-hmm. changed Winifred's character. Because in the you first feel, one... You, you think that way? Oh, absolutely. I think okay. in the first one, she is kind of... Yes, she's also, like, the boss, right? Yeah. But she kind of... It almost feels like, in the first one, she feels like her sisters are there because they're there. And she knows she can kind of, like, get away with telling them to do with whatever. Okay. And in this one, it was very, like... It felt like that in the middle of the movie, except for obviously in the start, they kind of did that whole thing. I wasn't a fan <laughs> of that either. Um, and then at the uh, end, we'll, when we'll it was like, about my thoughts, yeah, okay. <laughs> and then at the end, yeah, I just I really, really, really didn't like the fact that they tried to humanize okay. her. Like it, like yeah, that's interesting because like obviously like, I've I've seen this so many times, and like maybe I have like rose colored glasses or something, but like I because I don't like what you're describing. I hate that shit. Oh yeah, like, I do too. <laughs> Because like, sometimes it's good, like like Walter White, Tony Soprano. There are characters that like I feel like really earn that. Yes. And I'm not putting Winifred Sanders on that level. I do really like her as a character. I said that in the last show. Like, like she's my favorite of the Sanderson sisters. I I guess I felt like it was earned. But that's that's fine if you didn't feel that way. Because like I have issues with this too. Like overall, okay. I felt like this was fine. Like I, I've told you, I have I have really approached things when it comes to, like, media consumption, where, like, I would rather be happy than mad. I think Game of Thrones did that to me. 
like where I built up these like really amazing expectations for where it was going to go, what the story was going to do, and then I got dog shit. <laughs> so like I, I really try to go into thing with like low expectations, and if it's great, I'm really happy, and if it's not great, then like I didn't get hurt. You know what I mean? Hmm. So I was not expecting a lot from this. So overall, I enjoyed it. See, I, we'll I, talk about the October staple and stuff. I think here in a little bit. Yeah. But overall, I enjoyed this. I See, had. I I feel like it, also because I don't have that like nostalgia factor for the first one. Yeah. When when I watched this, I wasn't like excited to see them. I was just like, yes. okay, cool. They <laughs> they need <laughs> they wanted to make another one thirty yes. years later or whatever. So I have three cons. Okay. For plot. Okay. I hated they came out to a song. Yep, absolutely. It was very cringy, and it it was one of two times this movie where I had to look away from the screen because of cringe. <laughs> the second time was their second song, and not because I didn't think it was good, it went on too long. And that, so, in the first one, that Bat Midler singing was like, it was something special. Yes. Oh my god, yeah. And they tried to capture that lightning in a bottle twice in this movie, and both times for me it was like, <laughs> nope. I I would agree with that. Here's my biggest con. So during my research, I was reading a lot of stuff, and allegedly, allegedly, there was a plot going around that was going to have Allison and Max have a kid, mm -hmm. and their kid was going to come visit their aunt Danny who still lived in Salem and she was going to light the black flame candle and it was going to bring back those three characters to have to fight again I think this movie suffers from not having Binks who's like their long term rival or Danny, Max, Allison, or their progeny. Yeah, because I, I mean, yes, Billy is given like a bigger role here, but it's very peripheral. It's also very. He's meant Kiddish. as it. Well, he's meant as like he is the comedy character. Yeah, he's like the fucking Jar Jar Binks. Yeah. Well, not to not to that extent, but Darth Darth Jar Jar, sir. Yeah, Darth. Darth Jar -Jar. Sorry, Darth Jar Jar. You know what? Honestly, my biggest complaint about this movie. Uh -huh. Is that Winifred is in in the front. The yeah. other sisters, like, th they had an effect on the first movie. They actually did stuff in the first movie. I feel like uh -huh. here they didn't do So interesting. Anything. I, thought, I thought we got more of them in this. I thought they were more important in this oh, movie. I, I thought they especially did. Especially Sarah. Really? I thought they yeah. did shit in this one. Guys, if you watch this, and I know a lot of people did watch this, please let us know. Like, this is kind of fun because, like, especially we come with nostalgia glasses, and like I said, Devin was not a, not a fan of this like I was, but like I I just really thought it was just like, that's it's so funny we're having like very different thoughts on it, but but do you agree that we needed like I think the biggest problem? Oh, we needed is, one of those kids back. We needed that or, like, Thackeray Binks back. Yes, we somebody. We something because these new girls, and I, I actually feel like their story is kind of cool. Like, 
the growing apart and stuff. Because, like, you mentioned that. Like, that, that happens when you grow up. Like, yeah. I had buddies who I was so close with in middle school, and then I got to high school, and, like, that friend group went from, like, seven or eight guys who were, like, always rolling together to, like, four. Yeah. And like, I couldn't even tell you why. I, I could not pinpoint the moment when that drift happened. You know what I oh, mean? Oh, I know exactly what it is. What? Oh, because when you're in, like, elementary school or whatever, I don't know what you guys fucking call it there. So I just, you know, whatever. Elementary, middle, and high school. Oh, see, uh, all our middle is, like, in with elementary. Like, yeah, so we go, like, like, JK to 8 and then 9 Oh, on. shit. Okay. okay. So, like, JK so to 8. Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah. JK and 8, <laughs> you are basically, it is the same people from that area, from the uh-huh. area around the school, going to that school for 8 fucking years. When you get to high school, it's, like, people coming in from, like, other places, and you are oh, forced okay. to be... So that happens in 6th grade. That's what I'm saying. So in 6th grade is when, like, our friend group kind of formed... And it was, like, ninth or 10th grade, because it wasn't right when we got to high school, because it's the same movement after you go to middle school. Yeah. But it was, like, right around 10th, 11th grade, like, that group fractured. See, and that... it's crazy, because, like, some of those dudes were in my wedding, and other ones I haven't talked to since I graduated. I can tell you I had a... Which is why that story, their story no, works. No, I... Because, yeah, it's a story. Yeah, it's people I People that relate to it. Yes, absolutely. I, I mean, I had literally a best friend from day one of junior kindergarten until grade junior kindergarten oh yeah preschool you mean uh uh, no we have junior and senior kindergarten (laughs) (laughs) um i so junior kindergarten so i guess preschool but in the school (laughs) but it's junior kindergarten here um from or no i was before i was junior kindergarten started the year after i started so i was kindergarten all the way until grade 10 we talked hung out literally every day one day, mm-hmm. just nope. That's it. I haven't talked to him since. I don't know why. It's crazy, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So, th- so, that, so that's why that story I think does work. I just feel like, I feel like there's like two stories here, and they cross a little bit. Whereas in the first Hocus Pocus, like they were directly intertwined. Yeah, no, I agree. Like wait, we talk about Winifred as being obsessive, right? And like instead of just giving that potion to one of the kids who was just outside their house, she's like, I'm getting that little girl. Yeah. Who called me ugly. And, like, I, I feel like we missed that. And I feel like we could have gotten growth from that. And I think that they should have done it. So, all right, acting and soundtrack. We already kind of talked about how the new songs didn't hit for us. Yep. I enjoyed hearing the old themes back. But, I mean, I enjoyed yeah. them in the first one. And I know you were indifferent to it. Acting. I thought that Bette Midler killed it once again. And I know you already thought differently, but I was excited to see a bigger role from Kathy Najimy and Sarah Jessica Parker. Yeah, I, I, I think uh, Ben Midler did a great job until the end, but that is written. That is how she was written. That's not her fault. Um, and honestly, I like I couldn't tell you other than getting Roombas what the other sisters did. That, that was, was so stupid. <laughs> Who oh, was boy. your favorite new actor? Oh, Sam. I I, I think he, I thought he was amazing in Werewolves Within, mm-hmm. and I thought he was he was great here. You want to know who mine was? Yeah. Young Winifred Sanderson. Really interesting. I thought 
she Winifred definitely has like a character change. I'll, I will give you that once the magic maximus spell is done. Um, but at the beginning of that movie, to kind of like set the stage for a little bit of history, mm-hmm. I thought that young actress fucking nailed Bette Midler from the first movie. Yeah, I, I would agree. I thought that. it was yeah. incredible. Like, her mannerisms, the way she walked, the way she talked to her sisters, the way she, like, flipped her hair. Like, like part of me wonders if they got her from, like, Broadway and not Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Because she was very, like, dramatic with, like, her movements and stuff. And I feel like she really captured what we got in the 1993 movie. I thought that was remarkable. Like, I, when I heard there was going to be a flashback sequence, I was like, oh. <laughs> so I didn't know what to expect. Um... But I thought she killed it, so she's my favorite new one. All right. Is it an October staple? I will go first to make you feel better. Oh, you don't have to make me feel better. (laughs) Hocus Pocus is an October staple. Hands down, I'll fight anybody over that. If they say otherwise, they're literally just a counterculture hater. (laughs) Hocus Pocus 2. I need to watch it again. But here's the kicker. I'm not watching it again this October. Yes, there's a lot of stuff I need to watch. And I'm doing other things and other things going on. But, like, there's a chance I watch the original Hocus Pocus again before Halloween. Like, there's a legitimate chance that that happens. I don't know if this one's going to have that for me. I enjoyed it. I didn't think it... Like, there was a movie that could have came from this that could have been bad. You know what I mean? Like, there, there could have been a bad movie. We have watched bad movies. Go listen to the new Hellraiser episode coming out from Screen Queens. We have listened... We have watched some bad movies. This is not that at all. It's enjoyable. It's cute. I think, honestly, this is going to be like... I need to watch it next October and see. Because I think that will be where like the kind of hype for it and reviewing it for the podcast and talking about it with you I think I'll have a different feelings come next week or next year so yeah, for me it's kind of like it's too new to tell but my inclination is there's probably other things I'd rather watch uh, for me I can tell you right now I will never watch this again that's it I don't think it is I just you have you have kids never seen ever no, uh, my kids who actually really enjoy the first one didn't care for it. Had did not give a shit about this at all. Okay, and then how old are your children before you show them this? I think this one's harmless. Whatever. Oh yeah, I mean, There's I have nothing. a four-year-old daughter and yeah. a seven-year-old, almost seven-year-old son who. It was so inconsequential that they literally barely sat in their seats. They. Just like eh, halfway through, they're just like, "Oh, this kind of sucks," and walked away. Yeah, I, I think that this is uh, to me. There's nothing in here at all. No, oh god, no. There's, there's nothing. nothing in here. Yeah, there's nothing in here. They might even like it more at a younger age because of the songs. And no, they didn't. <laughs> but yes, I agree. That is our review of Hocus Pocus 2. If you watched it, please send in your thoughts. We'd love to talk about it. Or, Eddie, if you have some more fun facts, that was a lot of fun. We can read that again. But we're going to play a commercial from a member podcast of Kaleidoscope Media Network and head on in to the closing. Ghosts. Split souls. Monsters. 
sociopathic villains, cold-blooded murders, and nightmares becoming reality. Does this sound like horror to you? Actually, these are all things that can be found in the Harry Potter series. It can be scarier than you might think. I'm Katie. And I'm Audrey. And in our podcast, Wizard Studies, we talk about all these parts of the wizarding world and even some more lighthearted stuff. We can be found anywhere you listen to your podcasts and on Instagram and Facebook as Wizard Studies Podcast and Twitter as Wizard Studies. Now back to your regularly scheduled horror talk on Here's Johnny. All right, guys. Next week, like Justin mentioned at the start, it is not going to be Faz. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is going to be Frankenweenie. It's a Tim Burton movie. I'm excited to review it. I've got a lot of feelings about this movie. Um, after this Halloween season is over, Justin, we're going to have to talk about a couple things. We need to talk about placing Dead Space Remake because that actually got a release date. It's had a release date for a while. An actual release date? That January yeah. 23rd has been on it for a while? Oh, yeah, yeah for like months. I because I... Actually, we can talk about it right now. Um, I mentioned this in the Discord... I have no problem playing it. I'm probably going to get it unless it's like PS5 exclusive. No, no, it's EA. It'll come to everything. Justin, did that not just like? Maybe it's because we played it so recently. It felt like I was watching Dead Space. Like, what was different? <laughs> Dude, I had this exact thought. I was watching it, so I was watching. So they re- revealed that on like a, a live stream. I was watching the live okay. stream halfway through. I was like. I'm just going to watch this later because it looks okay, so, so exactly crazy again. the same. Okay, I mean, like, okay, maybe because we played it so soon, but I, like, think I so. didn't see anything special. I will tell you, I think uh, at this point, there's been a big talk of like Callisto Protocol versus Dead Space. It's going to be Callisto Protocol because they're doing new things. They're like... So like, we can do whatever you want to do. You're the game guy and you know I'm with you. And I and I did have fun playing Dead Space. But like when I was watching that, buddy, like I could... And I'm not trying to be a hater or anything like that. It's just like, it felt like I was watching. I agree. Like, like, I, like, I, like, it, I didn't see anything special. Like, maybe like, they'll fix the Asteroid minigame because that fucking sucked. But honestly, beyond that, the, like... The biggest difference is, I guess, Isaac talks now because he didn't talk in the first game. He didn't uh, need to talk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But the thing is, is I don't... I mean... Honestly, Dead Space, Dead Space Res- 1 still looks good. Yes, yes, it does. We talked about that. Yeah. Like, when we saw the Resident Evil 2 remake trailer, because we reviewed that on the show, because remember, you got the keys, and I was super jealous. Yeah. No, I didn't get and the keys. I you didn't got get the, the statue. Yes. You got the statue. My um, Leon statue is right there, actually. <laughs> that game, even from the trailers, was different. This Resident Evil 4 remake, for what we've seen, is a different game. And, like, I think if you're going to remake something, especially something that people like, it has to be Resident Evil 2 or 3 or what 4 looks like. Or, hell, even remake. It has to be what Final Fantasy VII remake is. You you can't just polish an old game and put it out unless you're Nintendo, whose fans will literally buy dog shit from them if it has Mario stamped on it. I, I just... Or Pokemon, here I sit. Uh, <laughs> like, like, but even Pokemon's remakes are like dramatically different, and that would well, be a takeaway. Yeah. No, they no they are like Diamond Pearl, right? Diamond Pearl is the recent remake, most recent remake that Pokemon's put out, right? Is it? I Maybe don't. I don't know. It is. <laughs> okay. So, so the battle mechanics 
are the, it's Pokemon, right? So the battle mechanics are the same. But the world, the interactions, even some of the story is different. I know you played Silver, and I would be shocked if yeah. you didn't play Soul Silver. I didn't. Really? Yeah. It's the greatest Pokemon game of all time. Okay. <laughs> it, has no, it doesn't even come close. Okay, interesting. But um, but even that was, like, dramatic. And that's my thing is, like, I want to be excited because I liked Dead Space 1 and 2. 3 was something. But, like, even but even 3 was just, it had annoying parts, but it wasn't bad. I don't know. I want to be hyped. I don't yeah, want to be I mean, bummed, I, but I can't shake it. I feel like we should... So, okay. I think we need to hit Callista Protocol. Yeah, it's, it's on our upcoming yes. potentials. Yeah. It comes out uh, December something. I think okay. December 12th or something. Anyways. I think Dead Space's biggest thing right now is that it's coming out so close to that. Because people January are, 23rd. Yeah, yeah people are going to look at Dead Space and go, oh, it's just Dead Space. That's the thing, right? Is we? I think we should, to boil down, I think we should do it for the show because we did one two three i think i think we should and had that interview too exactly like we've you know we've done a lot of dead space it it it, it would be like if i'm not gonna tell you no or even fight because like it's entirely your call the thing for me is like i wish that i saw something more in that yeah even if they showed the fucking asteroid thing and showed it like (laughs) hey this isn't broken like you know i mean even like that it's just like Maybe it's because like we've played some really stellar remakes, yeah. And this just looks like an just polished, with not even that much more because OG. I mean, I, I, like, don't get bad. me wrong. I'm sure it does look a lot better. You know, like in yeah, yeah, in yeah. your hands. I just, I mean, it could just not show well, which is but the old, thing. But old school Dead Space played good too. Like, uh, that's what I'm thinking. Like, if they think about like Resident Evil Two, right? You guys are getting a whole like campfire discussion <laughs> here at the end closing. So hopefully you stuck around. Because you think about Resident Evil 2, right? We reviewed OG Resident Evil 2 with Schweiss and Tony, and like we talked about, the controls in that are brutal. Yeah. Like there's that the like, part of that game's difficulty comes from the controls, and one of the things that Resident Evil 2 did outside of like making the map and everything is like it took that away. Mm-hmm. Controls were not a problem anymore. Dead Space didn't have that problem outside of the asteroid thing. I just, I, 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 I guess the question is why remake one and not do a four? I mean, maybe that's the big question. Three didn't do that well. So I'm assuming we will get a remake of one. They might try to change the story. They might incorporate one and two, two into one. Yes, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. And that's then, a solid point. And then kind of forget three existed even because, you know. Yeah. But I don't know. I have no idea. All right. Well, guys, there you go. You got my Justin's take on <laughs> that space remake. Join us next week for Frank and Meanie. And until next time, stay scary. The Here's Johnny podcast is brought to you by Larry and Justin. You can find the show on Twitter at Here's Johnny Cast, and you can find Larry at beaver la you can find justin at pickle thing and you can email the show at here's johnny podcast at gmail.com you can look us up on facebook at here's johnny podcast as always in the show notes you can find links to the discord 
and to the website. We are also on Instagram at here's Johnny underscore podcast. Also in the show notes, we'll have a link to the Twitch and YouTube channels. And if you would like to support the show, you can head on over to patreon.com slash here's Johnny podcast. Every cent goes into the show. And yeah, we just really use it to make the show better. Again, I just want to say thank you very much to our patrons. Uh, you guys help make this possible. But yeah, Patreon is the way we support the show. We aren't looking to get rich. And like Justin said, every dollar, every cent, it all goes back in. There's some pretty cool tiers. So head on and look at that. But until next week, see you guys later.